Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. It's it's our take on it, Jackie and Deborah, and we just want to say Happy New Year. We know we're late, but I haven't been feeling well, and um, and so it kind of delayed the process of our segments. And so we want to thank everyone who has been listening to our old segment from last year. Uh, they were a bit lengthy, but there was a purpose for that. Yes, absolutely. Yes, there was a purpose for that. And we want to give a shout out to Anchor for changing, you know, the setup of their platform. It's quite visible. I like it. Yeah, it has a clean, yeah, modern look clean, to it. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. we we, uh, we say thanks for even, uh, even the streamlining everything so beautifully. Yeah, even the recording cycle seems a little bit more right in your face type of thing. Yeah, know? definitely. Yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen, listen, today we have a very interesting topic for you guys because I'm sure everyone can relate to this topic today. And I'm so happy and I'm so excited to share it. And this is called the tongue oh my goodness the mouth how many times jackie have you gotten into trouble for just opening your mouth numerous times <laughs> we all have in fact we all end up in court for our mouth you know the judge has to tell us you need to you know muzzle that thing it's true it's a very dangerous tool and and we're going to get into it uh in small segments to really show uh from a scriptural standpoint what the Bible says about the mouth, and also how this relates to day-to-day living and the aspects of how we, we feel about ourselves and how we treat other people. Yes. And uh, in today's reading uh, study, we're, we're coming from uh, James chapter 3. And James did such an amazing job in expressing how we should be taming this little serpent that we call the tongue. And I'm going to read James chap- chapter 3 so that we have a clear understanding of, uh, of what the tongue is all about. Dear brothers and sisters, not many of you should come, should become teachers in the church for who, for we who teach will be judged more strictly. Indeed, we all make many mistakes for if we could control our tongue, we would be perfect and could also control ourselves in every other way. We can make a large horse go wherever we want by means of a small bit in its mouth. And a small rudder makes a huge ship turn wherever the pilot chooses to go, even though the winds are strong. In the same way, the tongue is a small thing that makes grand speech. But a tiny spark can set a great forest on fire, and the tongue is a flame of fire. It is a whole world of wickedness corrupting your entire body. It can set your whole life on fire, for it is set on fire by hell itself. People can tame all kinds of animals, birds, reptiles, and fish, but no one can tame the tongue. It is restless and evil, full of deadly poison. Sometimes it praises our Lord and father and sometimes it curses those who have been made in the image of god and so blessing and cursing come pouring out from that small mouth surely my brothers and sisters this is not right does a spring of water bubble up bubble out with with both fresh water and bitter water does a fig tree produce olives or a grapevine produce figs no and you can't draw fresh water from a salty spring And then we're going to talk about the genuineness of uh, wisdom. True wisdom comes from God. If you are wise and understand God's way, prove it by living an honorable life. 
doing good works with the humility that comes from, from wisdom. But if you are bitterly jealous and there is selfish ambition in your heart, don't corrupt the truth with boasting and lying. For jealousy and selfishness are not God's kind of wisdom. Such things are earthly, unspiritual, and demonic. For what, for wherever there is jealousy and selfish ambition, there you will find disorder and evil of every kind. But the wisdom from above is first of all pure. It is also peace-loving, gentle at all times, and willing to yield to others. It is full of mercy and good deeds. It shows no favoritism and is always sincere. And those who are peacemakers will plant seeds of peace and reap a harvest of righteousness. Wow, that's pretty impactful. Very. I think to really understand uh, some of the pitfalls that we fall into when we don't realize how dangerous the mouth can be. I think it is kind of important to start with the element of wisdom that you mentioned there, Dife, mm -hmm. because when you're a wise person, you know, in, in, in biblical terms, that basically means that you have every possible blessing on your life. Okay. You have God's protection. You have good health. You have honor uh, among your friends and family, et cetera, et cetera. You have many good things that, that flow when you use wisdom. But if you are a foolish person, that really means that you are totally self-confident and self-reliant. You refuse to take advice from anybody and you speak without thinking, mm -hmm. which characterizes the element of pride. And that is a very sinful way to live your life. But you don't have to be stuck in that rut. You can reach the point where you start to look inside and realize that we need God at all times. You know, that, that trusting God is crucial because we realize that our words have to be pleasing in the sight of God. They cannot just be, you know, full of uh, anger and full of hostility and, and used to demote people. We should be using our words to build ourselves up and to build others up. Yeah, because, you know, Jackie, we all know true wisdom can be measured, you know, by a person's character, right? I mean, just as I just read, just as you can identify a tree by the type of fruit it produces, uh, you can elevate your wisdom by the way you act, you know, because foolishness leads to disorder. Yep. Right. It mm -hmm. leads to disorder, but wisdom leads to, to peace and goodness. And sometimes our, and that's why it says actions speak louder than words, because we tend to react and act before we think. And that is very dangerous. Well, it's, it's a, a battle going on in the mind because to a certain extent, you, most of us respond from our feelings. Mm -hmm. If we're not feeling well, or if we're angry at someone or a situation, we implode. And the words that we use can be just so raw and so uh, volatile that we can do a lot of damage to people around us. Sometimes we mean to do that damage, mm -hmm. not realizing how much of an impact it could have. And then at other times we feel very remorseful after the fact, because you cannot take those words back. We can't. And that's why it's so important in relationship in re like i notice like in relationships it's not what the person did it's not so much what the person did or do that create the problem but is what was said in that moment that that expand the problem yes because um when you're hurt you tend to say the most vile things you know as opposed to when you're not hurt you, you want to make somebody jealous. You want to make somebody angry. You want to get a reaction out of someone. Just say something. You know, back in the days, if someone tell you about your mama, it's on. 
Yeah, exactly. It's on. Yeah. Like, you know, and I mean, when you say what you say, don't say, you know, it in anger or, and it's hard for us to hold back. It's so hard to hold back. It's very, very hard. I, I always remember, uh, you know, I, I listened like to a conversation that was had between two business people a while ago. And I remember that one of the people got very, very upset and he came into the office and he toasted off this man that he had had a, a, an issue with. And I mean, the man just sat there and took it and he turned almost blood red because this man was just coming on and everything was spewing out of his mouth in complete hostility. And he just took it in, didn't say a word. And when he, when the man was finished, then he just kind of bowed his head and, and it, it was, it was shocking. Like the, the other man just stood with his mouth open. Like, how could he not respond? How could he be like that? But this man had the capacity to just plan mm -hmm. and know what he was going to do in response to this man's behavior. But he never let on for a minute. He just, every part of him was, was red. His ears, his face, he was just taking it in, but he was also plotting and saying, okay. Now I know who you are. Yeah. And now I know what my next move is going to be. And most of us, we don't have that capacity. No. When somebody comes at us, we come back twice as hard. Yeah. And, you know, I've even seen situations on, on public transit where you can see two people arguing on, on a bus ride and you don't think much of it. And then all of a sudden you see the driver a few weeks later or something. And he says to you, oh, you know what happened? When we got to the station, one of those people picked up a beer bottle. Yeah. And slashed the other person in the face. Yeah. And you're just like, What? And it was a seemingly useless conversation. Yeah. They may just have been arguing about the person that they were with or yeah. a, an issue that could have been, you know, maybe current in events and things. And all of a sudden it ruins somebody's life in yeah. that brief moment. Yeah. So, I mean, there's no question about it that the tongue is a very dangerous tool. It is. And that's why the Bible also says, may the words of my heart or the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing in your sight. Mm -hmm. Because life and death is in the power of the tongue. Yeah. And they who indulge in it will eat the fruit of it for death or for life. Yes. Those are pretty serious words. Yeah. So you can actually uh, almost bring someone to life and bring them joy or happiness with what you say. And, and you can them. also move them closer to the grave. Yeah. By what you say. Yeah. Now what you say and what you don't say are both important, right? Um, to use proper speech, you must not only say the right words at the right time, but also not say what you shouldn't. And examples of an, un of an untamed tongue including gossiping, putting others down, bragging, manipulating, false teaching, exaggerating, complaining, flattering, and lying. So before you speak, ask, is what I want to say true? Is it necessary? Is it kind? Kind of evaluate your thoughts before you put it out there because you can't take it back. And that's why it's so important too, even as parents, what we say to our children could either be a curse or a blessing. Beautiful. Yep. You know, mm -hmm. and because I know there are a lot of children in a situation or in their homes where their mother have nothing. Oh, you will never be anything. Who told you that? Yep. Who told you that? Oh, you have such a big head. Or you're not pretty, or you're this, or you're that, or even in relationship where, you know, one of the thing that I almost, <laughs> one of the thing that I realize is women, as women, we have harsh words that we love to use towards men. And that is something that I think we don't realize the damage that we do to men. And maybe that's why men are the way they are, unemotional. Because when a woman say to you, you know, I'm not your mama or you will never be anything or I regret the day I met you 
or this child ain't yours, even though she know the child is his. You know yeah. what I mean? Like mm-hmm. such a low blow. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you can't be saying things to the man that you love. And then you still go in that bed and lie with him and wake up with him. Like, who are you? Well, I think, you know, you have to add, along with wisdom, you have to add the element of respect there, too. Yeah. Because sometimes I sit back and I watch young kids, like, I mean, kids under 20, and the way they speak to each other as a couple, I'm just shocked. My yeah. mouth is just like, I'm, I'm stunned. Like, I mean, ah, oh, shut the this up or this. There's just no respect. Yeah. And these things just come blurting out of their mouth. You know, he won't hesitate to say, you know, you're a fat ass or you're this or something. Or oh, the B this, word. Yes. This is very, very damaging. And it, it, it can't build a relationship that's, that's built on anything but a sparring match between people. You know, where is the, the foundation of, you know, being able to, to treat each other, not only with a certain amount of dignity, but to just stop for a moment and say, well, maybe I'm hurting that person's feelings. Like you not only have to love someone, but you have to like them too. Mm -hmm. And before you can love them, that liking part is really important because that means that you're establishing a friendship. Would you treat someone that you're sleeping with the same way you would treat your friend? That you get on a phone and have a conversation with and bear your soul. Would you treat them the same way? And and that's exactly what happens. Some people treat everybody the same way they treat everybody. There's no level of respect. Like, for instance, when you have to stand there and open your mouth to your mother, the one that brought you into this world, that is so low. You know, and I've heard a lot of children disrespect their mother by calling them the B word and, and, and all these kind of things. And... I mean, the world has changed so drastically now. I think that's the thing that the world has changed because I know in, in my background and things, you know, uh, the way my mother was brought up, she brings her children up. And in a lot of ways, it may not be as contemporary. Yeah. And you may be used to responding a different way, but she's very, very old school. And she can be, you know, she can be tough. She can be a tag, you know, if you, if you come at her the wrong way. <laughs> but I think it's because of a generational issue. But as you say these days... All walls are knocked down. I mean, I see kids four and five years old speaking to their mother in a very rude and obnoxious way and still demanding things and still getting it, mm-hmm. whether it be a treat at a food court or, you the know, um, an, a, an item that they want from the electronic or, or toy. They get it despite being rude. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's just no uh, to say uh, tone it down or something. Parents are afraid to uh, to um, discipline their children beyond a certain level, so they let them run wild. But and, there's also a societal yeah. enablement to that too, because society enabled these kids to be the expressive self, as they say, and parents have zero or no control at all over their lives. You send them to school, they don't show up until like 8 o'clock in the night. What the hell you've been out so long? Yeah. You know? It's and you true. can't ask... Before you come into their room, you have to knock. You have to be you have to be careful what you say to them because some kids would even call the CA and said things that the parents didn't say to them. Yeah, you know, true. and it's it's really we're in a bad situation right now in this world when where people are just openly blazing with each other with the words, words, words is words is so unkind these days they are and you know because because these segments are also defined uh designed not only to focus on biblical truths but also to relate them to the real world Mm -hmm. we can't help but say what happened in the united states uh january the 6th where the capital became you know just a bunch of mongrels you Mm -hmm. know uh berating through a house that there should be reverence and respect 
And why did that happen? It happened because of the power of words. What was said to people, not just about an election, but also about the country and its values and things. And now the United States, you know, as great a country as it is, is in a difficult situation. Mm -hmm. It's dealing with a great deal of polarization because Mm -hmm. of the issue of words. And even look at that young poet, Amanda Guru. Her words were so inspiring. Yeah, you just took the words out of my you know, mouth. So it's, it's like almost her. between Do- Dr. Martin Luther King and Maya Angelou. Yeah. You know, between the two of them, it was such a powerful speech. And that shows you how much words can encourage and inspire. So why not develop those sort of character in our minds so that when we open our mouth, it would be more kindly expressed as opposed to more damaged. Yeah. And I mean, right now, so many people feel a a real built in sense of anger because of the virus. They can't go the places they used to go. They can't interact with others. So right now, mental health issues are at the top of the pyramid. People are in serious jeopardy. I hear now that children are developing more eating disorders. They're having a lot of uh, issues. Some are growing closer to their parents, but a lot are growing more distant. Mm -hmm. And the issues are really strong because of, of, of the problems that we're facing in society. And at this time, we should be trying to come together to soothe and comfort each other. And some people are, but a large element of people are more detached than ever. And they need some kind of foundation in their life. And we're not telling people that if you're not reading a Bible that you should start reading one. That's not our place to do so. But we are saying that maybe starting somewhere, little Mm -hmm. by little, can help to uh, provide some kind of peace in your own Mm -hmm. life. Because believe it or not, even though it was written hundreds of years ago, the Bible has an answer to everything. Yes. It has an answer to anxiety, to depression, to fear, to uh, financial concerns, to marital problems. It's all there. Everything. And most importantly, almost everyone that you'll read about in the Bible, whether it's the Old Testament or more current stories, we're deeply flawed people. Yeah. So there's no sense of perfectionism that you have to feel like, oh, I'm such a rotten person. I shouldn't read this. No, no. Everyone is welcome because everybody has made mistakes. We've all made mistakes. Mm -hmm. And I think by focusing on the mouth, we realize that we've all had a big mouth at some point in our life. Mm -hmm. And I won't go into too many details of myself, but I think when I was a lot younger, I used to speak negatively over my life. Mm Mm-hmm. And I never realized how this was affecting my personal success and well-being. So we have to realize that our physical, emotional, and spiritual health are affected by the words we choose to speak. Don't confess negative things about yourself. Start speaking God's word over your life. Believe that you're a child of God and you can change your mindset, which will change your life. You know, and that's why the Bible said, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Because nothing is beyond failure unless you fail at trying. You know, and so really it's so important that you start speaking positivity in your life. Speak positivity about other people, even though you know that you've seen what they've done wrong, still speak positive because then it's a reflection of who you are. You're building your own character by being positive, by remaining focused and be being in present in the body of, of God. Yep. You know, so even with your kids, encourage them, even then, even though they drive you crazy, still you know, pray blessings upon them. You don't want to curse anybody with your tongue yep. because you don't want anyone to curse you with their tongue. Because, yep. you know, what goes around comes around. It does, and definitely. And you really don't want to have that vicious cycle to turn on you. So start, you know, meditation is such a great way to exalt negativity. You know, you, you, t- you spend some time and just meditate on some positive things 
And you will see the reflection of it. Yeah. You will really see the reflection of whether you're a Christian or you're not a Christian, find some humility in yourself, find some positivity in yourself, despite what people tell you, you are, or you will never be. That's just an expression from them. That's their character that they're pushing on you. You know, people tends to push their, you know, ideas or thoughts on you. Let it bounce off like a ball, you know, let it bounce right. You are the wall. It will bounce right off. Because you know who you are. Once you know who you are, your character will show that. Yeah, that's an excellent point. Because, you know, the Bible Mm -hmm. says, what comes out of a man's mouth defiles him. Now, what goes into your body, what comes out, because the inward part of you is so important. When people see you on the physical, is you just, the physical exterior doesn't say much. I always say human being is like a fruit. We all could look shiny or dirty on the outside. But we don't know until when we bite into that fruit what it tastes like. We don't know. Because a fruit could look dirty on the outside and when you bite into it, it is as sweet as anything else. Or some fruit could look very pretty and shiny on the outside. When you bite into it, it's as sour as hell. So choose your poison, you know. Choose who you are. That's really true, Deb. you are. Stay true to yourself. And no matter what people say to you, you're not going to become what they say, you know. You are, God created you for a purpose and his purpose is to prosper you. And he has a good plan for your life. Yes. If he thought that you would become nothing, he wouldn't even make time to bring you into this world. So it's what you believe about yourself and what you possess out of yourself is what's going to come out. That's it. That's absolutely it. And a big part of that too, to add to your uh, comments is the idea of unforgiveness. So many people hold grudges against other people. Even people who go to church and put on the nice hat and the makeup, you know, when they're driving to church, oh boy, do I hate that person. You know, when I get in there, I'm telling you, I'm not sitting beside her. I'm not talking to her. I mean, all of this, people are so unforgiving and so grudge holding. And that is really, really a bad thing because that sowed so seeds of despair right within you. You've got to let it go. You've got to stop holding grudges against people. Just turn them over to God, as Deb said, and let God work out the mess in their life. Ask God to do that for them because you can't do it. Nobody, none of us has the capacity to change another person. No, We can only pray about them in our own way and hope that something will, will change to make their life better than it currently is. Amen. Yeah. So, well, we hope that you really find this segment inspirational and probably in some small way make a bit of a change in your life because we all need changes because we're not perfect. When God looked down upon man, he saw no one was perfect. That's why he sent his son to die for us. So if any man say within themselves, I am perfect, then you, you, you're making God out to be a liar. Yeah, absolutely. And yourself. So take care of yourself, take care of each other. And please, 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 please tame that tongue. Yes. Tame that tongue because you cannot take back what you put out. My so name is true. Deborah. And my name is Jackie. Happy God New bless. Year once again. <laughs>